Welcome back to Well That's Interesting, the highly, highly over-caffeinated edition. Oh <laughs> my god. We just got the craziest coffee. Uh, it looks and tastes and feels like normal coffee. Normal, it? fancy Brooklyn coffee, but man. No. I feel like I'm about to die. <laughs> uh, I'm Jill Chacha, and I can feel the shape of my skull. Um... <laughs> I'm with, um, keeping an eye on her, uh, Marissa Riley. Yes. <laughs> I feel equal parts productive and panicked. So I'm going to try to channel that in to this podcast and uh, promise that I will scream uh, as little as possible. No, more. More? Sure. All right. It's going to come out. It's going to be <laughs> ugly. <laughs> scary the neighbors are gonna be uh totally fine because everyone screams in this building (laughs) uh before we begin our in-betweeny let's do a shout out we have to do a shout out oh yeah we gotta do a shout out to one arian powell on instagram arian powell on instagram old friend from college good people uh check her out awesome creative person uh she said on instagram that she listens to this podcast while taking walks and taking yourself on dates. Adorable. Is that not the cutest thing you've ever heard? <laughs> so, thank you, Arian. Thank you so much, Arian. <laughs> I hope you're having a nice walk today. Yes. Or a nice date. Adorable. Yeah. Uh, in between 028, painting eyes on cow butts and pigs who love to play video games. <sighs> you know, speaking of creative, sometimes <laughs> I think I'm creative. Um, but then I hear that people are painting eyes on cow butts. That's and right. I, and I realize I'm not. Uh. <laughs> there's, a, there's a beautiful reason for uh, involving cow ass and eyes. Even if there wasn't, <laughs> I, I would still be all about it. No reason is good reason enough. <laughs> yeah. um, should, uh, should, should we begin? We should. All right. Today we need to travel back to 2015 and to the gorgeous country of Botswana, located just north of South Africa and west of Mozambique. Here, researchers from the University of New South Wales, Sydney, the Taronga Conservation Society of Australia, and researchers from Botswana Predator Conservation were putting their heads together to settle a kind of conflict. It's a lot of researchers here. So many people. Must be a big conflict. Leopards, hyenas, and mostly lions from the Morimi Game Reserve would make their way from the 1900 square mile sanctuary to its outskirts where neighboring cattle farmers would release their animals to graze. Uh, Cameron Redford, field researcher and PhD student at the university, told Atlas Obscura, quote, a lot of these farmers don't have the resources to fence their cattle and ranches, so they'll release them to roam in the bush untended. For large predators, they're easy picking. No. End quote. No. Yeah. So because of this, he says the relationship between the farmers and the ambush predators is, quote, not great. Oh, yeah. no. These poor, poor cattle. So, yeah. Also not great is the government's reimbursement for dead cattle. Um, if you can prove you lost a cow to a lion, you'll only get 10 to 20% of what it's worth in return. So with the livelihoods threatened and barely a safety net in place, 
the ranchers have to have resorted to retaliatory, retaliatory killings, uh, which are reducing the already endangered populations. It's just a lose-lose situation here. Yes. So much losing. Mm-hmm. Oh. So it was this problem weighing on the researchers and conservationists, how to economically and humanely save the livelihoods of the farmers and the lives of all animals involved. Yeah. And the university team came up with a simple yet brilliant idea that involves butts. <laughs> I, I mean, I, I try to think about butts as often as possible yeah. and include them in everything I do. Mm-hmm. Um, so what you're saying is I'm basically a, a university researcher, right? Right on par. Got it. Okay, yeah. cool. Continue, please. So, so this is the imagination portion of our show. Uh, I'd like you to think of an exotic butterfly or a moth uh, with its wings outstretched. Odds are there might be a spot or two on your insect's wings, and these spots are aptly named eye spots. And it's believed one of the reasons these designs evolved is to provide a form of mimicry, resembling the eyes of a different, larger animal to deceive or scare off a predator. Yes, I see where we're going. Uh So, back to the cows. Now, I'd like to show you a photo of some, and one particular cow in the photo is different from all the rest. And can you tell us what you see? And of course, this photo will be available on our Instagram. Well, that's interesting pod. Yeah, it better be. This is um, (laughs) one of my favorite photos I've ever seen. Uh, All right. So what I'm looking at is a bunch of cows from the back. Mm -hmm. So a bunch of butts. And on one of these cow butts, I would say, I don't really know if I should be calling it cheeks. But on (laughs) each cheek, uh, there is... A big painted eye. There you go. And right in the middle is the tail, so it kind of looks like a nose. <laughs> but essentially, it looks like a big scary monster butt. It does. Yeah. Like, like this butt. Big, big old scary face. A big scary face. Butt. This <laughs> butt face. <laughs> uh, yeah, this butt, this, butt could, uh, this butt could eat you. Yeah. It's very large. It's a very large face. It's a large face. So. <clears throat> So what was happening here was an experiment that spanned four years, over 14 different herds, and involved over 2,000 cattle. Uh, A third were given a pair of these furrowed acrylic-painted eyeballs, another third were unmarked, and the remaining received just cross marks, like X's. Okay. Now, researchers theorized, quote, because predators rely on being undetected by their prey for a successful attack, aka ambush, they could perhaps trick lions into thinking they had lost this advantage and ultimately give up on the hunt, end quote. And that was from the University of New South Wales report. Ah. Now, could you do us the honor of re- uh, reading the results of this booty graffiti as reported by Atlas Obscura? Um, nothing would make me happier, Jill. Uh, <laughs> all right. <laughs> quote, while 15 unmarked cows and four cross-marked cows were killed by predators, not one of the cows with eye spots over the four-year study became big cat food. Oh, my God. The low-cost method was enough to turn even the most skeptical farmers into believers. At first, they thought it was a joke. But when they saw it was working, they were happy to see us coming back, said Cameron Radford. And quote, None of them got killed. No. Oh my god! It totally worked. It was a massive success. Holy yeah. shit! 
Amazing. So speaking of low cost, here's another photo of the paint set available to the ranchers. Now let's take a look inside. Would you like to describe what this set includes? It's, I mean, <laughs> it's got, let's see, um, two cans of paint, one black, one yellow. Looks like it comes with a stencil. Mm -hmm. um, I don't know what this big blue tube thing is. Um, it looks like a yoga mat, which is oh, strange. I it, don't know. <laughs> I don't, I don't know, know what, what that they're, is. maybe they're like, do yoga so you don't think about it as much. Um, but, and then it's got... I don't know, contact adhesive. Yeah. I guess that's for the stencil. Um, paint brushes, a stapler. Which is odd. Which but... is also <laughs> odd. Maybe they can staple papers. Uh, organization. Uh, organization is good. Um, I'm not sure. But yeah, it's everything you need to make this happen. To make a, yeah, to uh, paint some cow ass. Yeah, a little craft project. There you go. Um, so... Let's also remember that animals, and especially predators, are pretty damn smart. Uh, Dr. Neil Jordan, a university and Taronga Western Plains Zoo researcher, noted habituation may become a problem. And hab habituation, meaning the predators may get used to and eventually ignore the deterrent. Uh. And eventually rea realizing they're not real eyes. Yeah. <clears throat> In the university's report, he suggested the eye spots should be, quote, one of a number of tools that can prevent carnivore livestock conflict no single tool is likely to be a silver bullet. Good point. Quote. Yeah. Now, with cautious optimism, the eye spot technique has already been added to conservationist arsenals around the globe. For example, it's been adopted in India and Nepal to prevent leopard attacks, and in South America to protect against jaguars. That's amazing. That's so right. it works against like multiple kinds of big cats yeah. and predators. Yeah. <sighs> it's. It's it's so simple and so damn fascinating. This is the coolest thing I've <laughs> ever heard. I have nothing funny to say. I'm just like fully impressed by this. Fully impressed. The only the only thing I can think of to improve the situation is googly eyes. Oh! <laughs> can you imagine? Like, That'd be great. Like, but really big ones. Yeah, comical. Big. Comical. I, I'm like like the size of like a dinner plate. Yeah. One on each ass. You gotta mix mix up the eyeball situation. Oh my god! You know? Can you imagine the cow walking around? The googly eyes are like <laughs> flipping out. Ah! I love it. So consider that, uh, and please stay with us because after the break, you know we're gonna just talk about pigs having a fucking blast playing video games. I love that. Stay tuned. Please do. And we're back. We are so back. We're so back. And I, I keep drinking this coffee even though I know I shouldn't. We both are. Um, <laughs> and, and we're why both... Are, why don't we just throw it away? <laughs> I, I don't know. It tastes really good. And I, and I think as New Yorkers, we're addicted <clears throat> to uh, anxiety. Yes. So we're like, you know, if we can drink it. <laughs> let's, let's drink our anxiety. Let's drink the anxiety. <laughs> Uh, anyway, we are back. The cows are fine. Let's uh, let's move on to pigs. Let's do it. Okay. Pigs that took part in a study over 20 years ago, but their achievements are only getting recognition now in 2021. Aww. Way back in January of 1997, Penn State University researcher Stanley Curtis teamed up with Candace Crony, director of Purdue University's Center for Animal Welfare Science, teamed up to see what to what extent... Our porky friends can learn and problem solve. 
Um, the project's volunteers were two Yorkshire pigs named Hamlet and Omelet. Amazing, amazing, amazing. <laughs> and two micro pigs, Ebony and Ivory. Oh my God. Oh. <laughs> I know. I'm I dying. Know. I'm dying. I'm, I'm dead. There she goes. Dead. She's gone. All right. Well, it's just it's just you and me now, Ariane. <laughs> So the challenge ahead for these little piggies was a big one. They were about to partake in a joystick-operated video game that put even baboons, gorillas, and chimpanzees to the test. So here's our other interactive portion of the show. Would you please close your eyes? Okay. And imagine the throwback Atari game, Pong. I remember it. Remember it well. Fantastic. That game, um, well, this game is kind of designed... You know, in relation to that game. Okay. Um, now, picture a small black TV screen, about okay. a foot in diameter. Okay. And in the middle of the screen is a teeny white ball. Okay. Now, it's the ball the pig will have to move, and the goal is to move it into a lit rectangular shape that randomly appears on the screen. Ah. Now, to direct the ball, the pig will have to manipulate a joystick using only their little snouts. Aww. I know, and this already puts them in a disadvantage compared to primates, who have, like, fingers and hands. So... Could the pigs not only overcome the physical difficulty of this task, but, quote, grasp the very difficult concept that the thing they were manipulating, the joystick, was having its effect on a two-dimensional computer-generated ball that they could not touch, smell, or interact with directly? That sort of conceptual learning is a huge mental leap for any animal, as this would never happen in the real world, end quote, said Candace Crony in an Associated Press interview. Well... From what I've heard, pigs are incredibly intelligent. Yeah. yeah. And that is one of the biggest defenses when people say they don't eat pork is because they don't want to eat these smart, beautiful creatures. I know. They are so smart. Yeah. And this study was kind of hidden for 20 years and it's, well, let's, let's get to the results. Okay. It's okay, okay. It's pretty great. <laughs> so needless to say, to test if a creature can think in abstract terms is pretty fucking difficult. And on top of that, there's no, like, natural interest or instinct for a pig to give a shit about video games. Right? (laughs) Where do you even start? How do you even get them interested? How do you teach a pig about joysticks and screens? Well, if you said, just use dog food, you're right. I I was going to (laughs) say, just use some dog food. Just use dog food. Now, would you please read from the study itself about how they learned to love joysticks? Absolutely. Let me just move my um, horrifying coffee out of the way. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Quote, uh, a mock joystick apparatus was constructed for training purposes consisting of a black plastic gear shift knob mounted on a spring. Uh, Selections or uh, sections of PVC pipe were cut and fastened together to form a tube which delivered food rewards in a PVC cup approximately 10 centimeters from the base of the mock joystick. Each time uh, they approached the mock joystick, they were rewarded with a dog food pellet as the handler gave the command joystick. Eventually, the pigs were rewarded only when they approached and manipulated the joystick with a verbal command. Sessions lasted approximately 10 minutes for each subject and when conducted once daily, five days per week, uh, until the pigs manipulated the joystick consistently on command. The mock joystick training condu- was conducted for two weeks, after which the pigs reliably performed the behavior, end quote. 
There you go. What a process that fucking delivered. Yeah. In a couple, yeah, in a couple of days, they went from not knowing what the fuck, not even caring about a joystick, to knowing the word, identifying the object, and using their snout. Wow. So that's a huge milestone for a pig and for the trainers. Uh, Next up, the screen. The screen. Now, if you sometimes feel like an animal rewarded for looking at a screen, then you'll connect with these pigs. Amazing. (laughs) Now, the same method was used. Excuse me. The same method used with the joystick was used here. Every time the pig in training looked at the screen, dog food was given, and that was paired. The dog food was paired with the command "Watch the screen." Got it. After several days, just as with the joystick, the pig was familiar with the command and aware of the object. So, the pigs now know about joysticks. The pigs know about the screens. Now the real test, we have to start the game. We got to plug it in. <gasps> oh my! I'm I'm literally like scratching my head right now. <laughs> Also putting everything together. I'm like, can they do it? Can they? Of course they can. They're amazing, right? They're absolutely amazing. Okay, so the game starts out super easy. Imagine that black screen again. Okay. Imagine it with a bright border around it made of four walls. Okay. Now, there's a white ball in the center. And remember, the goal is to roll the ball into an illuminated part of the screen. Right. Quote, the pigs were trained to move the joystick to contact one of the target walls. Contact resulted in an auditory feedback from a speaker, a computer-generated bloop sound, and delivery of a food reward, that dog food pellet. Yes! End quote. As the game went on, a wall would disappear, making their target area smaller. Then one by one, a wall would reappear on a random side. So, did Hamlet and Omelette crush it? Did Ebony and Ivory snout their way to championship? I don't know, did they? (laughs) More importantly, for the scientists... Did the pigs know what they were doing? Yeah. Quote, While there may have been some physical limitations to how well the pigs could see the screen or manipulate the joystick, they clearly understood the connection between their own behavior, the joystick, and what was happening on the screen. Amazing. Lori Marino, a neuroscientist unaffiliated with the paper, told Gizmodo via email. Marino, who directs the Whale Sanctuary Project, has long studied mammalian cognition, intelligence, and self-awareness, including in pigs, end quote. So so basically, they knew what they were doing. They just weren't very good at it because they didn't have little hands. And they, they had to kind of, it was just a little hard. Yeah. I mean, you can imagine just using your mouth to play Pong, basically. Of course I can. <laughs> I think about that three times a week. Um, would you actually like to read uh, the further findings? This might... Clear it up. Absolutely, I would. All right, quote, uh, it really is a testament to their cognitive flexibility and ingenuity that they were able to find ways to manipulate the joystick despite the fact uh, that the test setup was often difficult for them to engage with physically. What makes these findings even more important is that the pigs in this study displayed self agency, Marino added, which is the ability to recognize that one's one's own actions make a difference. And quote, I love pigs. They're fucking fantastic. They're fucking fantastic. Yeah. They, uh, even pigs can realize that their actions affect the world around them. That's amazing. (laughs) We should be more like pigs. Yes. Uh, And that interview was from the Gizmodo article, Video game-playing pigs stretch our concepts of animal intelligence. Uh, I'm also happy to report the pigs had a goddamn blast during this experiment. Stanley Curtis told the Seattle Times back in 97, quote, 
they beg to play video games. They, oh! they, <laughs> they beg to be the first ones out of their pens. Then they trot up to the ramp to play. End quote. What is the cutest thing I've ever heard? <laughs> their own personal arcade lasted for three months, which at that point, Hamlet and Omelette were adopted by the owners of a bed and breakfast located on a farm. Ebony and Ivory were retired to a children's petting zoo. Aww. Now, if that doesn't warm your heart, then this will. Quote, Candace Crony said years after the experiment, she went to visit Hamlet. When he heard her voice, he came galloping across the pasture to say hello. I know. <laughs> oh, she's gone. She's gone. She's, she left. <laughs> oh my god. Oh my god. Uh, so that was also from the Gizmodo article. And you know what? Let's also end this episode with a photo of now it just says the Yorkshire pig, which could be either Hamlet or Omelette. But would you like to see a photo of either Hamlet and Omelette playing the video game? Nothing would make me happier in this whole giant world. <laughs> And there it is. And it will also be on our Instagram. Well, that's interesting, Pod. What do you see here? This is a beautiful picture of a, a, a big pink pig uh, staring intently yes. directly at a screen. Uh, its little mouth is on a, a joystick, and it actually looks really well set up for a pig. Um, and if you look really closely, you can see its mouth is kind of curling into a smile. <laughs> I think I'm just wanting to see that, so I'm like, it's smiling, it's, right? It's having a good time. It's adorable. And yeah, I mean, they had dog food galore. So. <laughs> oh my God. This, so. this, is the, uh, this is the best. I'm just going to go die now. Uh, <laughs> uh, and that's the end of In Betweeny 028. Thanks for listening, rating, subscribing, sending in your facts. Tell us about your cow butts. Tell us about your cowbots. Also, tell us what you do while you listen to this. Yeah. I would love to hear what you guys are. Are you guys walking? Are you guys at work? That's right. Are you driving and hopefully concentrating on the road? <laughs> Shit. Yeah. And that's it. And, of course, stay interesting. Please do.